This is Dish and Dirt with Gary Pickren, South Carolina's only podcast dedicated to the real estate agent craft. And now the host of Dish and Dirt, Gary Pickren. And greetings, welcome back everyone to another episode of Dish and Dirt. I'm your often opinionated but rarely wrong host, Gary Pickering, coming to you from the beautiful downtown Columbia offices of Blair Cater this the fourth week of November, a.k.a. Thanksgiving week. And as you can see, I've released this podcast here on Wednesday, a day early, because I figure on Thursday a few of you might be preoccupied with turkey and football and not want to listen to Dish and Dirt. Although, on the other hand, maybe you're tired of turkey and football and want to have something to listen to, so Dish and Dirt would certainly fill that void for you. This week, as I mentioned last week, it's going to be a replay in part of my July 2021 podcast. In light of the Sitzer-Burnett verdict, we need to make sure that your explanation of agency is 100% spot on. Agency is one of the things that are going to help protect you in these lawsuits. In this podcast, I'm going to give you the replay of the seven key words from my 2021 podcast it's going to talk about how to explain agency. Now, these are the seven key words that if you use these in your agency explanation, not only will you nail that explanation, but in my opinion, more buyers, more sellers will sign agency with you, which is key because we are certain that agency is going to provide you a certain level of protection. Remember, in South Carolina, we're one of 18 states with buyer agency. There's a tool that's there that's going to help protect you and the consumer and we need to make sure that you are fully aware of how to explain this agency and how to use agency as a tool to protect you and the consumer. I think it's going to help you defend claims that are alleged in Sitzer and Burnett. We'll see how that plays out up in Spartanburg in the Spartanburg case, but I certainly think this will be a very important defense to have. Now, before I jump into the replay of the seven key words in the explanation of agency, it is Thanksgiving. And I think it is more than appropriate time of year that we need to give thanks to the people in this industry who have had such a tremendous impact on each of our careers and to thank them. And so if you will please indulge me for a minute or two, I do want to take a second to thank the people in my career that I believe have been such an instrumental part of my journey as a lawyer to get me to where I am today. I will start by saying that mentoring in and of itself is such a huge part of real estate as well as the practice of law. If you're a seasoned real estate veteran, please consider taking some time to mentor someone in your office. Find that agent that is starting out that might be struggling or maybe not even struggling, maybe somebody that's being very successful and offer to mentor them because with your knowledge and expertise and your experience, real estate is all about experience. They can become even a better version of themselves than they are today. It will make a world of difference for that new agent or that agent that's struggling but it's going to give you this sense of feeling of fulfillment that you've never experienced. I promise you there is so much value in mentoring, not only for the person that you're mentoring, but for yourself as well. It really does help you focus and understand and learn more when you're teaching, but it also will just give you an overwhelming sense of pride to know that you feel the, that you've helped somebody in their career. In my career, there's been three men who I want to thank today who truly helped me get to where I am. First is Ron Rowe. As you all know, Ron Rowe was the CEO of Russell Jeffcoat before it was sold to Colwell Banker. Ron and I met when he was an agent. I had just started practicing law in 1995. Uh, I got a closing from him. And from that day on, he told me he would always use me as his lawyer and that he would help me along in my career. And he absolutely did that during that process. He went from being an agent to being a broker in charge of an office 
to moving up into middle management, to moving up to the CEO of Russell Jeffco. And throughout that entire journey, Ron continued to pull me along, introducing me to agents in his office, allowing me to speak at his office, to becoming corporate counsel for Russell Jeffcoat for, I think, the last five to 10 years of their existence. I was able to meet a tremendous number of great agents at Russell Jeffcoat and to learn the business from the inside of a brokerage, what the risks were, what the uh, complaints were, what we needed to do to protect real estate agents. And it's because of Ron Rowe and working with Glenda Derrick over at Russell Jeffcoat that I was able to develop a lot of the understanding and knowledge of what real estate agents do and how to protect them, which is a lot of what this podcast is about. So a tremendous thanks to Ron Rowe. Second person I want to thank is Steve Harvey. I was a lawyer at Steve Harvey with Steve Harvey at Harvey Castellan and Bellini a long time ago. And Steve is responsible for unleashing my love for marketing. He helped me understand that the practice of law in terms of real estate was as much about marketing as it was about the actual practice. And through him, I was able to unleash that love I have for marketing. And I greatly appreciate him helping encourage that. And second thing, he also helped me understand my love in, of educating real estate agents. And he helped unleash that. And under uh, Steve's, when, when I was with Steve, I uh, started teaching continual education for real estate agents. And that has continued all the way uh, even today. And now doing those classes for the Central Carolina Realtors Association, as well as now being on the Real Estate Commission. So Thanks to Steve Harvey. He helped unleash my love of helping real estate agents and understanding what the agents do and educating them. And then the third person is someone very close to my heart, Rex Casterline. You know, as y'all know, he passed away uh, last year. It's hard to believe it's been over a year now, but Rex was always my moral compass. He probably was a moral compass for a lot of you that are listening today. Uh, Rex would do anything for anybody, no questions asked. And uh, it was throughout my career having somebody that I could sound be a soundboard, somebody I could go to and talk to of struggles or issues, whether it was in the profession or personally or whatever. Rex had such a tremendous effect on my life and continues to do so today. Um, and, he, and I'm sure he knows that. But every day I continue to think about Rex. And a lot of times I think, oh, how would Rex handle this or what would Rex tell me to do? So uh, miss him tremendously, but very thankful that I did get to spend so many years with Rex as one of my absolute closest confidants and friends. So those are the people I would like to thank and hope you all have the opportunity to thank some people that have helped you along your career. Now, before we move into the actual show, I do want to read you this one email that I got since it is Thanksgiving. I thought this was one of the nicest emails I've gotten. Um, and so let me just read it to you. It says, one of the KW brokers down here in the low country introduced me to your show about six weeks ago. I just wanted to take a moment to express my deep gratitude for your fantastic podcast on real estate and all the issues, challenges surrounding our industry in South Carolina. I tend to think of myself as a pretty well-informed guy, but I'm kicking myself in the rear for not knowing about this sooner. Your insightful discussions and valuable information have been incredibly helpful to me. So much to the fact that two weeks ago at our Brokerage 2024 business planning event, one of my suggestions as to how to be able to confidently uh, address legitimate consumer questions, navigate the turbulent waters of our industry, and ultimately help more families was to become a subscriber of Dish and Dirt. Your ability to break down complex real estate concepts into understandable and relatable content has significantly improved not only my understanding of the issues, challenge, topics, dynamics in South Carolina, but I know to many others as well. So thanks for your podcast. I feel much more informed regarding the real estate landscape, legal and otherwise. Your passion for the subject and belief in the industry truly shines through in each episode making it not only educational, but also a pleasure to listen to as well. Please keep it up. That I am extremely thankful for. I'm happy to know that this show is actually beneficial to 
each other. And as I told the person who sent this uh, email to me, it came at a perfect time. I have now completed over 150 episodes and was getting a little burnt out, wondering if this was still providing value to your real estate agents. And so I'm very happy to hear that there is still a lot of value out there uh, being received by real estate agents. So I commit to continue another full year of Dish and Dirt to you in 2024. So thank you for this email. And uh, thank you all for everybody that has supported Dish and Dirt. So let's go ahead and jump right into our replay of the seven keywords of agency. As I have mentioned before, I've represented well over 50 real estate agents before the Real Estate Commission for grievances. Now that I'm on the Real Estate Commission, I'm unable to represent agents, but I've been able to take all that experience I've learned from that to help you with this topic. When a grievance is filed and an investigation begins, one of the documents that the investigator can ask for and often does ask for is that proof of agency. Even if you were grieved upon a matter completely unrelated to agency, if in that investigation they determine that you did not follow the agency rules and regulations and the law as it pertains to agency, that whole matter can turn on that issue and now be an issue of agency. And in fact, I have represented a client who was grieved for an unrelated matter involving an air conditioner unit, which he ultimately was proved that he did not do anything incorrectly or improper when it came to that air conditioner unit. But at the end of the day, he wound up getting in trouble because when the investigator began the case, they asked for the agency documents and it was established that he did not gain agency nor explain agency at the appropriate time, and therefore he wound up getting a grievance. Section 4057.370 of the code requires multiple tasks of a real estate agent that must be completed by you before you can provide client services. And remember, the client services we're really concerned about are advising, advocating, and counseling. And so we're going to discuss these services over the next few shows of Dish and Dirt. Now, some of these that we're going to talk about include what is first practical opportunity, what does it mean to have substantive or substantive contract if you're from Spartanburg like myself. Disclosure of broker relationships. When do you do that? How do you do it? What are your duties in the contract to denote receipt and relationship of agency? Is there a presumption of agency? And if so, what is it? And how do you handle agency when dealing with contacts through electronic means? But today, what we're going to start with is what is a meaningful explanation of agency and how to develop a better meaningful explanation of agency when you're talking to your consumers. Because under the law, you are required to provide a meaningful explanation of agency to your consumer when the conversation turns substantive regarding one's financial needs or one's abilities to buy or one's desires or whatever they're looking for in the purchase of real estate or sell of real estate. So when that conversation turns substantive, which we'll delve in more later, you must provide a meaningful explanation of agency. So what is a meaningful explanation of agency? First, I believe that most agents struggle with a meaningful explanation of agency. And I believe the reason they do so is because they truly have no plan in mind when it comes to explaining agency. Once they meet the consumer and they know they have to go through agency, they fuddle through it, they do the best they can, but they have never really sat down and planned it or outlined how they're going to explain agency to a consumer. I think a lot of them have just never thought it through, never thought it out. Others have, but they've never really taken the time to decide if what they're saying is, in fact, a meaningful explanation. Now, we all practice listing agreements and the trade of trying to get people to sign listing agreements all the time. Agents go to webinars, they go to seminars, they travel all over the country to learn how to get more people to sign listing agreements and how to get them signed and how, what language you're supposed to use and what your sales pitch is. But rarely does a real estate agent spend equal time on trying to figure out how to get buyers to sign. 
And quite frankly, I think using agency and explaining agency is a very meaningful tool in getting more buyers and sellers to sign up with you. And a lot of agents struggle with that and say, it's where I lose most of my clients. I have them ready to sign. I sit down, I start talking to them about agency, and they decide they just don't want to commit to me. And the next thing I know, I've lost them to another agent. So today, when I give you these seven key words that are going to help you explain agency and help you have a very meaningful explanation of agency, these words are perfect words not only for following the law, but they're also perfect words for marketing because it's going to separate you from everybody else. And it's going to show you what a, and your client what a great agent you are. And I have taught this these terms all over the state of South Carolina for 10 or 15 years now. And I've yet to have a real estate agent come back to me and say that did not work for me. In fact, some of the biggest agents in our market have always credited me saying that these seven words are, in fact, how I do my explanation of agency. And I rarely, if ever, don't get a client to sign. So I believe that if you'll trust me and use these seven words in your explanation of agency, I believe you will be very successful. History has shown that. And I'll have to give credit to these words in a few minutes to the actual person who actually came up with this formula. What it talks about when we talk about a meaningful explanation of agency. What are we talking about? What is meaningful? Well, first of all, a meaningful explanation of agency must be correct. So you need to make sure that you truly understand agency before you explain agency. And if you don't understand agency, I don't know how you can explain it. So make sure that you go back and review the information when you became an agent as to what agency was and how it worked. If you are renewing your license this year, then you should have taken the class, the the mandatory continuing education class that included a section on agency. And so you should be able to understand agency. If you do not, get with a seasoned veteran agent and ask them to help you understand it. Get with your broker in charge, or you can always call call me and we'll be happy to sit down and go over agency with you. So the first point of meaningful explanation of agency is it must be correct. Secondly, it must be easy to understand. If you use jargon, and uh, and acronyms and things of that nature, your client might not understand. We tend to forget in our industry that not everybody knows what a frog is or what a closing is or what a FISBO is, because those are terms that we use all the time that the consumer may not know. So you have to make sure that your explanation is easy to understand and is correct. What I would recommend you do is sit down with pen in hand and a piece of paper and write down whatever it is your explanation of agency is. Make it thorough cover every single base. After you write it down, read it, make sure it does truly present a correct uh, interpretation of what agency is, and it's easy to understand. And then you need to memorize it and then practice it on a friend. After you explain it to your friend, ask your friend, do you truly understand what I'm saying? If you don't understand what, if they don't understand what you're saying, then you desperately need to start over and try to come up with a different explanation of agency. Remember, if your family and friends have no clue what you're talking about when you explain agency, it's likely that your consumer has the same misunderstanding. Now, I'm going to give you an outline of how the explanation of agency should be done. I am not going to give you the word for word as to an explanation agency because agency needs to be done in your own words. It needs to be how you speak. And if I was to sit down and write out a paragraph or two on agency and said, here it is, and you memorized it, as soon as your clients ask you, what did you mean by, or how does this work, you're not going to be able to understand it because it's not in your words. You need to write this agency explanation in your words and how you speak so that you can answer all of those questions. The seven words I'm going to give you are phenomenal words in explaining agency. And I'm going to give 100% of the credit of these words to Ruth Marcus. Ruth Marcus was a trainer at the former 
real estate agency, Russell and Jeffcoat, which was here in Columbia, South Carolina. It has since been bought out by a Colwell banker. And when Ruth Marcus was an educator, she was one of the best, absolutely one of the best. And I sat through many of her classes as a lawyer trying to understand more about real estate many, many years ago. And these were the seven words that Ruth Marcus says you must always use when you explain agency. So I'm going to give you the seven words, and then I'm going to talk about each of those words. So the first word is law, L-A-W, law. The second one is disclose. Next, we have choice. We have representation. Fifth is relationship. Six is writing. And seven is protection. So let me give those words to you again. Law, disclose, choice, representation, relationship, writing, and protection. All right, let me talk about each one of these words. Law. I am going to open up any explanation I have of agency with my consumer by talking about law. And so it's an easy transition to go from small talk into what you have to cover because once they start talking about what they want to buy, why they want to buy it, how much they can afford to pay, all you're going to do is interrupt and say, tell you what, John, before you tell me what kind of house you're looking for for your family, I am required by law. Now, why do we say that? Because Real estate agents are as trusted as lawyers and used car salesmen, which isn't very trusted at all. And so because a consumer doesn't trust you, the most important thing in sales, as you've always learned or should have learned, is trust. Until you can establish trust with your consumer, you're going to have a very hard time getting your client signed. And so what you need to do is establish trust. What establishes trust more than telling the consumer at the very beginning, before they say anything to you, that I'm required by law to do something. Once you do that, you have set this bar very high for yourself, and you have separated yourself from all the other agents who have not done this. So an agent that I uh, taught how to do this years ago told me the first time she did this speech that she was competing with three or four other agents. And when she finished that first statement, I'm required by law too, the consumer stopped her and said, you're required by law? And she goes, yes. She goes, well, the other agents? And she goes, yes. She goes, well, none of them went over this. So she got the client. So it's a very important word, very powerful word. Now, the second word we have is disclose. Why is that an important word? People love to be disclosed information. They don't want to be told anything. People don't like to be told what to do, but they love to have things disclosed to them. So the second word is disclosed. I am required by law to disclose to you agency. It's very powerful. People like to hear what's being disclosed. It's almost like it's a secret, like you've got important information. You are sharing that information. Third word, choice. People love to have choices. That's why when you go into Firehouse Subs, they have a Coke machine in there that will give you 6,184 different varieties of Coca-Cola. If you go to Europe, you don't get these kind of choices. When I go, to, when I went to Europe, you had Coke, Coke Light, and Sprite, and that's about it, maybe Fanta. But here in the United States, everybody wants 60 million choices of breakfast cereals and Coca-Colas and you name it. So choice is important to human beings, particularly Americans. I am required by law to disclose to you agency at the end of my presentation. You will have the choice. You put the power in the consumer's hands. Not only are you giving them a choice, but you're giving them the power to make the choice. Now, representation and relationship kind of go together. Everybody wants to have somebody representing them. That's why all these athletes and celebrities have people holding their phones. They got agents. They got people. Everybody wants to have people. Secondly, relationships. Everybody wants to be in a relationship. That's why we have Christian Mingle and and all these other different types of dating apps uh, that you swipe left and swipe right. I don't even know what what they're called. But anyway, we have all those because people want to be in relationships. So I am required by law to disclose to you agency. 
at the end of my presentation, you will have the choice as to the level of representation and what type of relationship you and I are going to enter into. Sounds pretty good so far, right? Lastly, you're going to finish up with the word writing. We are going to put whatever you decide, whatever you choose, into writing. And we're going to do that for your protection. Why those two words? Well, because you're required by law to put it in writing, first of all. And you can't get paid unless you have agency in writing. But in writing tells that consumer, I'm done this by law, but I'm doing this because I'm required by law. But I'm also going to put it in writing and I'm going to back up what I'm telling you today with the written document. Put my, put my mouth to pen to paper to back up my mouth. And that's what people like to hear. And protection. Now, so let's talk about protection. Is it really for their protection or is it your, for your protection? Eh, technically I could say it's for both. Because the code in South Carolina for real estate agents is written for the protection of the consumer, it is proper for you to say this is for your protection. It's also for your protection as an agency because hopefully it'll end any issues of procuring cause, which it may or may not. You need to listen to my podcast on that. But what it will do is it will put in writing your expectations, their expectations, and it will create the client relationship you must have in order to provide those client relationships. So those are the seven words. I am required by law to disclose to you agency. At the end of my presentation, you will have the choice. And in that choice, you will get to decide the level of representation and the type of relationship we're going to have. Now, once you make that choice, we are going to put that in writing and it's going to be there for your protection. Now, at that point, I am going to quickly shift over to the differences between customers and clients in South Carolina. In South Carolina, if you want to be my customer, I can provide you information. I must deal with you fairly and give you good faith dealings, but that's basically it. I can give you readily available information. So quite frankly, Mr. Consumer, I don't know why you would want to be my customer because you could really do that on the internet all by yourself. You would not need my assistance. So quite frankly, if you wanted me to be my customer, I would just recommend you do it on your own. But because you obviously sought me out, and you probably have already looked at the internet and realized how difficult it is and why the most consumers believe in real estate agents and the value of real estate agents, let me talk about my service to you as a client. Well, first of all, we have certain duties to you called old car duties. It is called obedience, loyalty, disclosure, confidentiality, accounting, and reasonable care. Are those duties important to you, Mr. Consumer? In fact, I would bet that the confidentiality is one of the most important duties we have to you because, I mean, we already know the Russians have all of South Carolinians' tax returns. I must keep all of your information confidential. Anything I learn from you today, I must keep confidential. Even if you fire me or we buy a house together or we, at the end, it just ends naturally, you have the right and I, to expect me to keep all that information confidential. And I will. Same thing with accounting. I'm going to give you every single number, where it comes from and why. If you want to look at all these duties, in addition to that, we have loyalty and you also have reasonable care. Now, I'm not going to give you reasonable care. I'm going to give you extraordinary care. And lastly, after I go over old car duties, I like to then talk about the three duties that truly separate a client from a customer. And that is the ability to advocate, advise, and counsel. Because that's truly what makes you an agent is your ability to advise the client, to advocate for them and give them counsel. You cannot do any of those for a customer. And that is what really separates you from anybody is it's your ability to give them good advice to, to help advocate to get this deal done. And so at that point, I'm also explaining that I have these additional duties that I'm allowed to do for you as a client, but I cannot do for you as a customer. So if you need help on pricing, 
you need help on how much to make an offer, how much earnest money, anything that you would need advice for in real estate, I wouldn't be able to help. And so if I'm not going to be able to give you advice, you might as well just go ahead and do it yourself because you're not looking for somebody to help you. Really, you're just wanting somebody to open the door and I'm not just here to open up doors. I am here to use my knowledge, my expertise, my experience to give you the best advice, to give you the best counsel, to give you the best advocacy to help you get into this house. And I think really those are the three things that you that separate customers and clients, which should make somebody want to have you represent them in a client relationship versus a customer relationship. Because truly, there is nothing you can really do for a customer if you can't advocate for them, you can't advise them, and you can't counsel them. Those are the three most important parts of being a real estate agent. So why would you want to be my customer and not be my client? At this point, I think it's evidently clear that your consumer is going to want to sign up with you as a client and not as a customer. Now, as I've said before, we have talked this idea through with multiple agents, and they have all tried it and says it is very successful. So I would like you to try this and see if this doesn't give you a more meaningful explanation of agency and let me know if it does not help you get more buyers signed. I believe it will. If you're able to show a buyer the value in signing agency with you, why being a customer of yours is not worth the time and the effort, why being a client of yours provides them all kind of protections, then I believe you will wind up with more clients and less customers. So the challenge today for you is to go home and sit down, write down your agency disclosure, use these seven keywords provided by Ruth Marcus, practice it on a family member or friend and see if they truly understand. Ask them two questions. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And secondly, would it make you less likely or more likely to want to go ahead and be in a client relationship with me? I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the answer. And that's all the time we have for our show today. I really do. Appreciate all the support that you have given us over the years as we've done 150 episodes now and look forward to continuing 2024 with y'all as well. If you have a topic that you would like me to hit on, please send me an email at gary at blaircato.com. That's also the place you can send real estate closings to as well. Y'all have a great and safe Thanksgiving and look forward to seeing y'all in through the rest of the holidays and into the new year. Take care.